Good morning, faith community. It is good to be with you on this beautiful morning. We are continuing in our sermon series. It's all about relationships. And this morning, I am excited to share with you a little bit about our relationship with one another as believers, but most importantly, our relationship with God. So I want to uh, invite you right now to go ahead and grab a pen and a piece of paper, whatever it is that you can write with, maybe your tablet. There's a place on the app that you can take notes because I believe that the Lord is going to speak to you this morning and we come expectant of the ways that uh, he is going to make himself known uh, this morning. In fact, uh, I, I'm outside, as you uh, can tell, and my paper just blew. And uh, that, that, that's a sign of the Holy Spirit that he is with us this morning and is going to move in mighty and bold ways. So grab your, your pen and your piece of paper and also your Bible. So I want to share a passage of scripture with you this morning. I've got my big study Bible and we are finding ourselves in Acts chapter 2 and I am starting at verse 42 and reading through verse 47. So I want to encourage you to grab your Bible and read along with me. Hear these words. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as they had a need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. May the Lord add his blessing to the hearing and also the reading of his word. So I want to give you a little bit of context this morning of this passage. Jesus had just ascended. The Holy Spirit had come, Jesus, just as Jesus had foretold. And we find Peter giving his first sermon. And scripture tells us that there were around 3,000 in attendance, if not more. And he, he preached the good news of Jesus. And his disciples, Jesus' disciples, were right there beside Peter, his squad. It was the beginning of Christianity, to believe and to repent and to be baptized. And scripture tells us that when we're baptized, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes, it was an exciting time, but it was also very risky. Rome was still governing. The religious leaders were threatened by the teaching of Jesus, clearly. Not everyone embraced the way, as it was called back then. It was a great time of uncertainty. Yet, believers, they gathered together in small groups, sharing a meal, enjoying one another's company, and praising the Lord, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. In our great time of uncertainty, who are you gathering with these days? Who are you learning from? And who are you surrounding yourselves with? I love this uh, quote that I read the other day. It says, sometimes what we call interruptions are really invitations. Isn't that the truth? It's how we, we look at our circumstances and the things that are going on around us. Sometimes what we call interruptions are really invitations. We have become so reliant on what the news or experts are telling us what we should or shouldn't be doing that we've gone almost into survival mode. And I know many of us self-reliant mode. 
self-isolate is the new buzzword. Stay away from others if you've traveled to a red state, which is what we're, we're saying here at Faith Community, or if you've been exposed or if you've been sick yourself. We want to protect others, but by no means is this a way that we should be living permanently. To self-isolate is temporary under certain circumstances. Self-isolation is not what God had in mind when he created us. We are designed by God to be in relationship with him and others. Being in relationships takes intentionality. Who are the people in your life that know about you? Think about that. Who are the people in your life that know about you? The surface stuff, the surface stuff. Social media is great for that. We put out what we want people to know. We put out what we want people to know. And then who are the people in your life that know you, that know you? The inside stuff, the good, the bad, the ugly. We all need these folks in our lives. You see, relationships take effort and relationships take intentionality. How are you making time for others? How are you extending grace or maybe even receiving grace? We have to be intentional with our time and how we invest it in our relationships. I have uh, been in small groups for well over 20 years and it's where I have grown spiritually. It's where I have made, oh my gosh, lifelong friendships. Uh, it's, it's where I've grown in my knowledge of the Bible. Um, and it's also a place where I have grown in my relationship with God. This uh, past year, I led a huddle group and uh, it was just a phenomenal time where we really got to know one another, but really were able to connect with God on a whole nother level. And uh, there is uh, someone in the group, uh, they refer to us as our uh, the huddle chicks and it's just uh, so sweet. And I just love being considered a huddle chick. And in fact, in September, I'm gonna be starting a new group and excited uh, to, to be able to grow with another group of ladies. So a question for you is who are you doing life with? Who are you doing life with? Who are you growing in God with? Who are you growing in God with? Who is your God squad? Don't you love that? I just, just love that. Who is your God squad? We all need a God squad. I want to share a passage with you from Proverbs 27, 17. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Ooh, amen. That is a word this morning. We need iron sharpeners now more than ever in our lives. So I want to encourage you to find a God squad. Groups can meet outside. They can meet in the church building. Of course, we have to wear masks uh, right now, but even over Zoom, I have done all of these methods and they have worked well in the midst of this season that we find ourselves in. And I will often say uh, when we're gathered together on Zoom, and, and I know many of you are familiar with Zoom, and if you have it, don't be afraid of it, uh, that God is that unseen square on our screens and that he is with us in the midst of all this. Friends, we have to be intentional if we want to grow in our relationships. Hear these words from Hebrews chapter 10, uh, starting in verse 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up on meeting together, amen, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Yes, Lord, encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. So how about God? 
how about God? How are you positioning yourself to hear from God? It doesn't just happen. We have to be intentional about working on our relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's uh, easy to forget, right, when we get so caught up in the day or to say, oh, that we're so busy. We have to be intentional. Hear these words from 1 Corinthians 1.9. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So what are some of the places that foster your relationship with God? I'm coming, you, coming to you today from my backyard. Uh, being in nature or outdoors reminds me of God's creation. And it's a way that we can step away from the chaos of the world and just to enjoy the trees and the sky and the birds and the sun um, and just kind of step into uh, God's room, so to speak. As uh, my home has begun to empty out over the past couple of years, some of you may be in that stage of life, um, where kids are starting to move out and uh, get their own places and start to adult, which is what they're supposed to do, as hard as that is uh, for us. I've had some rooms that have opened up in my home. And I recently uh, was able to pull out the uh, rocker, rocking chair as a glider that, uh, that I rocked my children in when they were babies and I've kept that. And I have taken it up to one of the rooms, uh, extra bedrooms in the house. And it's, I brought it out so it's a place that I can rock my sweet grandson, Conrad. I just love it uh, when I have that ability to rock him just as I rocked his daddy when he was that age. Ooh, it's emotional. Um, so, but, but anyway, I share that with you because I find myself every morning gravitating to that chair in that room. And every morning I have my devotion time where I'm reading scripture and I'm journaling how God is speaking to me. And it is such a sweet, sweet time. So I want to encourage you. Uh, some of you may have a house full of people. You know, I'm not sure what your situation is, but find a place, uh, whether it be inside, outside, that you can connect with God, to connect with God, to be in prayer with God, to be in fellowship with him. It's that intentional time and also an intentional space that you can connect with the Lord. I want to share this, uh, this quote that I saw the other day. It says, the value of consistent prayer is not that God will hear us, but that we will hear God. Where is your place to connect with God? Here are these words from 1 Peter 5, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Some of us are struggling with who we are right now, what we're supposed to be doing, and some of us are, are challenged with what our identity is to some extent. And, and I have to tell you, I believe that we should wear masks because we want to protect ourselves and protect others. But there's a part of us that are losing our identity. And we need to be rooted in who we are in Christ. You are God's beloved son and you are God's beloved daughter. Someone needs to hear that today. You are God's beloved son. And you are God's beloved daughter. Hear these words from 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him.
again, you are God's beloved and his chosen. It's who God calls you to be above all else. Not what you do for a living, not how much money you make, not where you live, how many children you have, but you are his beloved, his beloved son and his beloved daughter. John 15, 16 tells us, you, do, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. You see, just as we have free will to choose our friendships and our relationships, we have free will to invite God into our lives, to be Lord of our life. And for us not just to know about him, but to know him. And friends, we do that through the pages of scripture. We do that when we're in fellowship together. And also, this is an opportunity that he doesn't just know about us, but that he knows us, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He has chosen you. He's chosen you. Will you choose him back? In the book of Revelation, John received a vision from Christ, which he recorded to benefit the seven churches of Asia. And Christians everywhere throughout history, including us, I believe that the Bible is so relevant uh, to all of us, and I believe that God speaks to us through his word. It contains a beautiful promise of a blessing to those who listen and who are obedient. And one of those letters was to a church in Sardis. And I'd like to share that letter with you. It is found in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. Yet you have few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Friends, we are one of those churches. I want my name written in that book of life, never to be blotted out. How about you? I want to share another passage from, from Genesis 5, 21 to 25. So the Lord has led me not only to the end, but he's brought me back to the beginning uh, in my time with him in the morning. And I want to share a passage with you again from Genesis chapter 5, 21 through 25. And what I'm going to share is about a man named Enoch. And Enoch was a descendant of Adam through many, many different generations. Here are these words. We start in verse 21. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. And after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God. He walked faithfully with God for 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God and then he was no more because God had taken him away. You see, God, he has a journal. He's got a journal and he wants to write down your name, your name in the book of life. It's never, never too late to walk with God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. In fact, 
He's waiting for you. He is waiting for you. So friends, we have uh, people that are, that are standing by right now who are part of our prayer team that would love to pray with you. You could have something going on in your life right now that you would love to have someone pray over you. Or maybe the Lord has spoken to you through this message and you desire to be in relationship with him, to walk with God and to call him your Lord and Savior. So we want to encourage you uh, right now to go ahead and text to the number. It will be put up on the screen. And we just want to encourage you right now that you have got a live and in-person in person, person that wants to, to pray with you right now. I also want to extend the invitation as well that if you want to uh, get involved in a group, to be in community and fellowship with others uh, who are walking with the Lord and you want to grow more in your relationship with God and, and know more what that looks like, reach out to me, anyone on staff. We would love to connect you. So I want to lead us into a time of prayer. Won't you join me? Father, we come before you and we just thank you that you meet us here this morning. God, I pray for those of us that are willing to take a step and, and to raise our hands to say yes to being in fellowship or in group with others. God, we need each other and it's how you have designed us to be in relationship. But God, it takes intentionality. So God, I pray that you would stir in our hearts to give us the courage to take that step, whatever that looks like. And God, I pray for those that are who are ready to take a step to say yes to Jesus, to be fully known and fully loved by him. God, some are ready to walk with you. Some have wandered off the path and have gotten lost and want to find their way back to you. If this is you, this morning. God, we come before you and we pray this prayer. If you're someone that says, yes, Lord, I want to invite you into my life. I want to walk with you. I want my name written in the book of life that you would pray this prayer with me. Lord, I confess my sins before you. Lord, hear our confessions. Lord, I want to get right with you. I want to get right with you. And I declare that you are the Lord of my life and I seek relationship with you. Father, come into my life. I need you and I've wandered off. God, I thank you for your son, Jesus, that you sent him to, to die on the cross for my sins and that those who believe in you will have eternal life and not only eternal life, but life abundant. God, we are encouraged that no matter what age we are, that you are waiting for us to walk with you. Lord, we humbly come before you this morning as we come to understand the book of life and that our names would not just be penciled in, Lord, but written in permanent ink, solidified in our relationship with you. Father, we thank you that you've come to meet us here this morning. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and we thank you for this life that you've blessed us with. 
And I pray, Lord, that we make the most of it. And then in these moments where we're having an identity crisis, or that we remember who we are, your beloved, your chosen, your sons and your daughters. It's in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for joining me this morning uh, for just a part of my backyard, a place where I love to connect with God. And so, again, I just want to thank you for being here with us this morning, and I pray that you have a blessed day, and we will see you next week. God bless.